Shalom Rebrachah, we are up to Chagiga Daf Chovov. Today's Daf talks about trusting Amaratzim, about the Tahara of their pottery. We also talk about tax collectors and Ganovim, who are Amaratzim. And uh, if can we trust that the stuff that they touched, that they didn't touch something, to, that's still tar. We also talk about opening barrels of wine on Yom Tiv. Are we allowed to use it afterwards? For how long? Can we use it next Yom Tiv? And maybe we'll also talk about being Metair, the Azara, after Yom Tiv. We'll see if we get there. But we have a new Mishra that says that in the city of Modi'im, we trust those pottery makers there, even though they're Amaratsim, that their pottery is Tahar. However, outside of the city, we do not trust the Tahara of this pottery. So if there's a potter who is selling his pottery, he should do it within the city walls. We're going to trust that it's Tahar if three qualifications are met. This guy shows up in Yerushalayim. He himself is the potter, and it's only his pottery, and the buyers trust that it came from him and that it's tar. However, if the guy takes his pottery the other direction outside of Modim, we are not going to trust that tahara anymore. Now, we learned that in the city of Modim itself, sometimes that pottery is going to be tahar, sometimes it's going to be assumed tameh. Now, in Yerushalayim, they would not make pottery itself because they, there's a few reasons why they wouldn't have any kilns, either for environmental reasons, because it would blacken the walls. So they had to, exp- to import it for Yom Tov, for the tremendous amount of people that would migrate there. Modi'in was 15 mil away. There's actually Machlekas, whether we would accept pottery from another city that was within 15 mil, or is Dafka Modi'in. In the city of Modim, the Gemara tells us that if the pottery guy is leaving and the Chaver who is buying the pottery is on his way in and they meet outside the city, rather they meet inside the city, even though the Kadar, the pottery maker, is on his way out, he's allowed to buy that pottery and assume that it's Tahar because this is his only chance to buy it because the pottery the potter guy is leaving. However, if they're both going into the city together, or if they're both on their way out of the city together, since the Chavar should have bought it from him in the city, this pottery is considered to be made outside the city and will be assumed Tomei. Habayi says we actually learn this in a Mishnah. If a potter is selling his stuff within Modi'im, then we assume it's Tar. But that sounds like if it came from Modi'im, then it's Tar, but in Modi'im it would be Tomei. And in the Seifa, we could be Medayik, the opposite. That if it leaves Modi'im, we don't believe it. But in Modi'im itself, we do trust it to be Tar. So you see, since we have opposing Diyukim, it depends. When they're walking opposite directions and the potter is leaving, then he can take it. The Chavar can buy this pottery and assume it to be Tar. But when they're going walking together, he should have bought it from him. While they're in Modi'im, and it will be assumed Tomei outside. Next, we learn a Brisa that tells us that we trust this city for their pottery, but only for narrow pottery. That will trust them for Hektish. Reish Lakish says it has to be small enough to be able to hold it in one hand. Well, Rabbi Yechanan says, no, even if it's too big to be held in one hand, we'll still assume it to be Tahar. Rish Lakish says we're only going to trust this pottery to be tar if it's empty. But if it's full, we'll assume it's tar. While Rabbi Echanan says 
that even if it's full, even if there's liquid inside, or even if the Amaretz is wearing Begadim, which we assume the Begadim to be Tameh, even if the Begadim are inside, even if the contents is 100% assumed Tameh, we'll take the Cheres as being Tahar. Now, Cheres is not Metameh from the outside. Rabbi Yechon is saying a huge Chiddush that will even be assumed Tahar while we're assuming that the contents is Tameh. But we actually have had this before. If there's a Tomei body on the first floor, and there's an opening that's covered by a pottery vessel going up to the attic. So the pottery is deflecting the Tuma from downstairs. We say that if there's a, a flask of liquid above that pottery, the flask is Tomei, because that's Tevelable. But the contents, the liquid is not Tevelable, that will say is Tar. So you could actually have contents which is Tar, and the Kli, which is Tomei. So when Walavichanan is saying the opposite, you see that you could have the contents and the container having different halachis of Tomei. Now we have a new Mishnah that says that tax collectors, and we're assuming them to be Amaratsim, but Jews, who go into someone's house, or Ganovim, that come back to return Kalim, we assume, we will trust them if they say that they didn't touch anything, and we'll assume that everything is still tahar in the house. In Yerushalayim, we trust them on Hektish. And during Yom Tif, we'll even trust them on Truma. The Gemara is going to explain this. Now we ask Astira, because we learned that when tax collect- collectors come into a house, everything in the house is Tomei. And you're saying that we're going to trust them to say that if they didn't touch it, that is tahar. The Gemara says... The reason why we're going to trust him that it's tar is when there was a guy with him. But if there's no 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 guy, if there was no guy with him at that during the inspection, during the invasion, when they were taking money for taxes or taking stuff for taxes, then we'll assume everything is tame. Right? The Mishnah says that if the guy is with him, then we trust him. If not, not. Who cares if there's a guy walking around collecting with this tax collector, this Jewish tax? tax collector. So we have two potential reasons. One is that the guy scares him to make sure that he does a thorough job. When the guy is with him, we assume that he did touch everything. The other reason is that we're scared that this guy is going to go back and tell the melech, tell the government. So again, he's going to make sure that he's touching everything. He does a thorough job. What's the difference between being scared of the guy with him or being scared of the government? Well, it depends. If the guy is very chashuv, then the attack no difference. But if the guy is just a sluggy guy who's walking along with him, it won't scare him. And then we could still assume that the guy didn't, that the yid who is collecting the Amaretz did not touch everything. And we'll trust him if he says that he didn't touch things because he wasn't scared of the guy to do a thorough job. But the Malchus, that'll be scared of whether the guy is chashev or not. We also said that if thieves return stuff and they say, oh, by the way, we didn't touch anything even though they were Amaratsim when they were stealing, we still trust them that things remain tar. We learned that when thieves enter a home, the only thing that is Tomei is the place where they stepped. Now, if where they stepped is Tomei, the things that they stole are definitely Tomei. So if they return your vase, and they say, by the way, we were absolutely tar, the entire time that we uh, handled your vase, how are you going to believe them? Even where they step is Tomei. If Pinchas Mishmei the Rav tells us that we're talking about where they did tshuva, in fact, it, it's mashma from the Mishnah that they did tshuva because they returned it. 
That's why we're going to trust that they were Tahar. And they're not lying. Now we said that we trust in Yerushalayim regarding Hektish. So the Bryce explains that we trust that big Klicheres is Tahar Gabe Kodshim. What? Why, why do we need to change the halacha for Yerushalayim? Well, that's because the Gemara explains that there were no kilns in Yerushalayim and they needed the klicheres. During Shalav Shagalim, we even trust Gabe Truma, that the kalim are tahar. How do we know? Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi explains, we learn from a pasuk, Ayasav kol ish Yisrael el ho'ir ish echod chaverim. And the pasuk is telling us, that everyone has the din of a chaver, of a tamachacham, not an amaretz, during Shalash Regalim. The Meshachachama explains that everyone loses their din of an amaretz on Yom Tif because an amaretz is defined as someone who doesn't wear tefillin. And nobody wears tefillin on Yom Tif. So everyone gets the status of a chaver. See, a chaver, the Mepharshim explained, is the ultimate accolade of a tamachacham, someone who can get along with his chaverim. He is a good friend. The Emma says that and when Mashiach comes, call Yisrael. Who you got? Who you got? What does that have to do with Chaverim call Yisrael? Where did that pop in? Like, by the way, we're all friends. No, because when Mashiach comes, we're all going to go to Yerushalayim, and everyone will have the din of a Chaver. Now, the next Mishnah tells us that if someone opens up their barrels, we're talking about a Chaver, not an Amaretz. He's if he opens his barrels for Yom Tif, the beginning of Yom Tif, or if he starts kneading a dough before Yom Tif. Rabbi Huda says that he's allowed to continue using it after Yom Tif, even though Amaratzim came in contact with it, while the Chachamim say not to. Rabbi Ami, Rabbi Yitzchak and the Gemara, we're all learning together on Rabbi Yitzchak's porch. And one of them says, is this Chavar allowed to save his wine for the next Yom Tif? So one of the other uh, Amaram over there said, wait, Everyone is touching it. What makes you think that you're still allowed to use this wine for next Yom Tif? So he said, well, why are you allowed to use it on Yom Tif? Everyone is touching it now. Oh, so he said, now it's different on Yom Tif because the Torah is metaher, the Tumah of Amaratzim on Yom Tif. But once Yom Tif passes, it now has the din of Tumah. This sounds like a machlekes tanoim. We learned in Abraisa, one Tana says you should leave the barrel for next Yom Tif. And the other Tana says not to. So, that's our Machlechus Tanaim. Whether you're allowed to leave this argument on the porch was also whether you can save this barrel of wine for the next Yom Tif. The Gemara says, no, really, that Machlechus, when they said that you could leave it for next Yom Tif, that's Kifir of Yehuda, who says, Yigamar, you can finish the barrel even after Yom Tif. And the, the Tana who said, that you can save it for next Yom Tif, that was going to be the Rabbanon. I, Rav Yehuda, says, you should finish it, which sounds like you shouldn't save it for next Yom Tif. So rather, we, we flip it around. We say that, the Tana who says that you cannot save it for next Yom Tif, that's Rav Yehuda, who says, finish it right away, right after Yom Tif, or even after the Amaratim touched it. And the Tana who says, you can save it for, for next Yom Tif, is the Rabbanon, who say... They're not saying that you shouldn't save it for next Yom Tif. They're saying that you don't have to save it. You're allowed to finish it right now. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.